Hello, these sounds are from an opening night celebration at the United Nations Civil Society meeting in Salt Lake City in August of 2019. nurses, Dr. Teddy Potter, Dr. Oriana Bodet, Ms. Kara Cook, and myself, Beth Shank, presented a panel discussion on climate change called Climate Crisis or Opportunity, Nursing Actions for a Healthy Future. Listen to some of the sounds and words of this exciting event. Wow, the event was amazing. Before we went, none of us understood how the civil society impacts decisions of the United Nations. We learned that when Eleanor Roosevelt spoke with her husband about initiating the United Nations after World War II, she said something like, you can't leave world peace in the hands of heads of state. You must have the voice of the people. Thus, the civil society of the UN was born and written into the original charter. This division has been meeting for 68 years now, representing non-governmental organizations, non-profit groups, universities, civic groups, etc. We were told that this was the first year nurses have presented at this meeting, which focused on sustainable development goal number 11, building inclusive, safe, resilient, and sustainable cities and communities. We were proud to represent nursing. It was a remarkable experience. Here we are at the open plenary of the United Nations Civil Society Conference. I'm Beth Shank. I have Kara Cook and Teddy Potter. How's it going, you guys? This is just wonderful. It's amazing to see so many people come together, great spirit of hope, and to be seeing uh, inclusivity, diversity, and community uplifted to such high degrees. It's just wonderful for the heart. And there's just so many um, great partners represented here from business leaders, faith leaders, health leaders, and seeing all the work that we're doing together to really make sure that we're, you know, addressing climate change as well as many of the other um, health implications and social justice issues that are so interconnected with climate change. It's exciting, and here we go. Hello everyone and welcome. Thanks for coming to our presentation on climate crisis or opportunity. I'm really excited to be here today and even more excited to be presenting with experts in planetary science and inclusion, sustainability, climate change, innovation, design, and foresight. Something really unique about the presentation panel today is that we are all nurses. So why is a group of nurses here to talk to you about climate change and health? Climate impacts health, period. There are 4 million nurses in the United States and 30 million nurses worldwide. Nurses are trusted partners with science-based training. Nurses work across complex systems every day. Nurses have the skills necessary to address risks, challenges, and struggles faced by the people and communities they care for around the globe and across the continuum of the human experience. Nurses are breaking silos across healthcare, 
coordinating innovative models with multidisciplinary teams. We are bridging traditional healthcare systems with new and emerging models with public and private organizations. Nurses are designers, inventors, engineers, investors, lawyers, scientists, and business owners. Charles Darwin in 1871 wrote his book, Descent of Man, where he said, it is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most responsive to change. Today, our hope is to delve into how healthcare impacts individual health and the climate. For you to meet a few healthcare leaders working to shift health by addressing climate change. And finally, to explore how communities and cities can benefit by engaging healthcare professionals in this work. My name is Oriana Baudet, and I work in healthcare innovation as a strategic foresight consultant with clients around the country. I also hold an affiliate faculty position at the University of Minnesota. Please help me welcome our panel of nursing experts. Dr. Teddy Potter is the clinical professor and coordinator of the Doctorate of Nursing Practice and Health Innovation Leadership and the Director of Inclusivity and Diversity at the University of Minnesota School of Nursing. She is also the Executive Director of the Interdisciplinary Journal of Partnership Studies. Dr. Beth Shank who is the Providence WSU Nurse Scientist Sustainability Coordinator. Beth is also an Assistant Research Professor at Washington State University College of Nursing. And Kara Cook, the Climate Change Program Coordinator for the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments. The issues around climate change seem overwhelming to um, your average citizen, and so they remain uh, frozen and sort of um, not uh, inactivity because um, the, the topics are so big and so um, impact at such large systems level. So the climate conversation is a way of building relationships and moving this forward. The first step is to make a connection and to hear about something that's really, really important um, uh, for you. And um, who would like to be my conversation person? Every system has elements or people or uh, parts. Every system has connections, ways of relating, ways of communicating, and every system has a goal and a purpose or a vision. And if we don't address the vision, and if we don't address the way um, the parts relate to one another, we are going to continue to repl replicate the same old model, even if we have female leaders, or we have people of color be gaining more, um, uh, more positions and stepping into um, advanced roles. If we have underrepresented communities, uh, their voices being heard louder. If we do not address that hierarchy, it's the same old model, just new players, new actors acting out the same old story. Waste stream. This gets a lot of attention to people in the healthcare field because we see waste, see it, feel it, measure it, concerned about plastics, concerned about recycling, etc. And, and the waste stream in healthcare is particularly complex. These are several of the uh, waste streams that we need to segregate properly and dispose of properly, and we create an awful lot of it. 7,000 tons per day in the U.S., that's almost an unfathomable number. 
Uh, and another way to think of it is about 29 pounds per patient per day. Every day a patient's in the hospital, 29 pounds per patient. So this is an image of, of this process. People have a disease or illness. They approach healthcare for services. Healthcare causes pollution, which then contributes again to disease and illness. So this is the point where I work. It's to really break down and decrease that pollution from healthcare. It's mitigation and it's also resilience building. So this fellowship was really focused on building the capacity of nurses um, to address environmental health issues, but also focusing on that communities are also um, health experts and they know the solutions that are needed for their communities. So really putting a, a focus on community-driven solutions. Um, because of that focus, we're making sure that we're centering frontline communities, looking to the community as experts, incorporating justice, diversity, equity, inclusion into the community, nurse community partnerships. Hey, we are uh, just finished our presentation and here's a toast. Congratulations, everyone. Cool. Congratulations. <laughs> What'd you think? How'd you think it went? I thought, uh, as a whole, I have been incredibly grateful for the fact that I have met two new um, compatriots <laughs> in uh, this work. And thank you to both of you for making this trip, and Teddy for making this trip. And uh, But overall, I think it was phenomenal. It was the first launch for nurses to talk about climate change at the United Nations with an all-nurse panel. And that's pretty exciting. Wow. Thanks, Lori. What do you think, Teddy? I was amazed at how little health presence there was. So the nurses showed up big. And I think it's, it might break um, the ice a little bit. And um, it might get people co uh, conversing in a different way. That um, health care is essential to all these uh, 17 um, uh, sustainable development goals. It cannot be left behind. Mm -hmm. And I think the um, engagement that we had during our session talking about health and climate change was, was really positive and I, I think it's a plus when we could draw people who don't really know much of the topic but are just intrigued by nurses and a title. Um, I think that's a big win for us. Yeah, I agree and uh, I really... Um, have come away from day two now, there's one more day of this event, with a real appreciation for the focus from the UN and the attendees on the urgency of climate change. It's not the only thing they're focusing on. And also, I am impressed with nurses, as I usually am, at our concise messaging, the clarity of what we had to say, um, the work that we've already done and can present and that we're solutions-based and inclusive in our approach. So I, I thought it went really well. Nice job, gals. Well done. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Since the meeting focused on inclusive, safe, resilient, and sustainable cities and communities, much of the focus was on our environmental crisis, including climate change. Different groups described their efforts to build resilience, to be inclusive and fair. There was also a thread throughout the meeting on the importance of the voices of young people, 
In fact, each day there were focus sessions for young people and from young people. In anticipation of the meeting and finalized there was the Youth Climate Compact. This was exciting timing because that was the very week when Greta Thunberg was on her way to the United States in a carbon-free sailing ship to help talk about her climate strikes and lead other youth in uh, America as she had done across the world. There was much excitement about the energy and excitement of these strikes of youth organizing and protests. We were enthused too and waited to hear the Youth Climate Compact presented at the closing plenary. But first, words of other civic and event leaders. Colleagues, friends, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matt Hermasa, I'm the director of the Outreach Division in the United Nations Department of Global Communications, and I will be your MC for the closing plenary of the 68th United Nations Civil Society Conference. We have just seen a taste of what took place in those three days in this wonderful space in the beautiful city of Sotlik. Thank you for hosting us. We heard from Congresswoman Barbara Lee, who serves the district uh, around Oakland, California. Listen to her inspiring words. To be the change that we wish to see, and I can be proud to stand with you as you have taken up these resolutions around climate change, peace, empower young people, affordable housing, and of course education, which is the bedrock of building an equitable and sustainable world. This agenda will literally be our roadmap to change the world for the better, and I certainly intend to take it back to Washington, D.C., the Capitol Hill. So exciting to listen to Congressman Barbara Lee, and she announced the beginning of the recitation of the Youth Climate Compact by a number of different young people from around the world. Take a listen. We, the youth, unite in action against the climate crisis. The Earth's climate is nearing the point of no return from which life on the planet cannot recover. The cost of inaction is too immense. Threats to the climate menace every aspect of our world, and the sustainable communities we must build for the future depend on our collective will to meet and overcome these existential challenges. This compact identifies specific actions we can take to reduce the devastating effects of the climate crisis and adapt our communities in mindset and structure 
Hereby, we the youth pledge to, one, raise awareness in our own communities about policy that is detrimental to the health of our planet and promote policy which works to confront the main causes of the climate crisis. Two, educate ourselves, our families, and our networks through formal and individual channels, including social media, on the impacts that we as individuals and as a collective society have on the climate through daily lifestyle choices. Three, innovate climate-conscious solutions to local and global challenges and support sealing of sustainable products for widespread use. Four, advance the widespread education of women and girls, understanding that doing so is a critical step in combating climate change. Five, be mindful of the effects of our consumption compounded in the manufacturing, transport, storage, sales, use, and disposal of products. Six, implement the six R's. Reduce, reuse, recycle, repair, rethink, and refuse. In order to fulfill a negative carbon future to reverse environmental degradation. Seven, use our purchasing power to encourage businesses to prioritize sustainable models and environmental well-being over short-term profits. Eight, prioritize environmentally friendly mobility options. Influence relevant governing bodies to center the avoid, shift, and improve framework in the building of sustainable local mobility systems and infrastructure. Nine, properly dispose of waste and advocate for improved waste management infrastructure. Ten, avoid single-use plastic products and packaging to reduce the accumulation of waste. Eleven, shift our diets to make plant-forward and climate-conscious, reducing meat consumption and demanding reforms in production industries as appropriate. Twelve, call attention to the environmental harms caused by factory farming and unsustainable agricultural practices. Opt for local food and support sustainable producers. Thirteen, caution against the toxic composition and limit our use of certain cosmetic, personal care, cleaning, and menstrual hygiene products, thereby reducing the contribution to pollution and the ozone depletion. Fourteen, reduce consumption of products that exacerbate deforestation and urge our governments to improve forest ecosystem health and reforest desertified land. 15. Protect forests and rainforests, which produce large amounts of oxygen from fires and destruction. 16. Use renewable sources of energy such as hydropower, solar, wind, geothermal, and biomass when accessible. Divest from fossil fuels, mining, and other businesses that profit at the expense of our planet. 17. Commit to conserving current energy reserves and sources with sparing usage only when necessary, effectively reducing carbon output and protecting energy security. 18. Invest in private solutions and green jobs, ensuring our industrial transition for a net negative economy that is just, equitable, and does not leave people and communities behind. 19. Integrate climate resilient infrastructures and business models to reduce the effects of natural disasters. 20. Support organizations that strive to reduce negative impact on the environment while actively engaging in innovative and sustainable practices. 21. Actively participate in climate related political processes. Maximize the voice of people in challenging the influences of profiteers. 
urge political representatives to understand the pressing nature of the climate crisis and support political policies, support policies that promote the health of our planet. 20. Condemn the laws and regulations that deny environmental justice to disproportionately affected marginalized groups. Call attention to the disproportionate effects of climate emergencies on developing countries, especially the least developed countries. 23. Mobilize to remedy the disproportionate effects of resource depletion. Environmental degradation and pollution on vulnerable populations such as indigenous people. 24. Foster inclusion when addressing the pledges of, the, of this compact, realizing that the collaboration within between communities is crucial to ending the climate crisis. 25. Acknowledge all forms of life on Earth, understanding that we are all interconnected in this global ecosystem. It was marvelous to hear the Youth Climate Compact. Their message was clear, strong, and inarguable. It is complex, and yet that is what is required. In addition to the youth message, it was so heartening to hear all the other people from around the world who were pulling together in the same direction to actually improve the lives of the people in the communities they share. In fact, this conference reminded me that much of the work that we do, where the rubber meets the road, is really in our communities. And we know that cities and communities around the world are leading this work, especially with climate. That's heartening. It's also heartening to know of the influence that nurses have. And as we were there as nurses at this event, many, many things rang true and resonated with us and with the people we spoke with because everywhere around the world, people know nurses. We are in an excellent position to address the needs of our communities and the needs that we're facing with climate change. And so after this, these three days that we spent together, the four of us, and also that we spent with people from around the world, uh, we came away feeling heartened, inspired, and our message to all of us is onward. Thank you for listening to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. This and other episodes of the podcast can be found at environ.org. If you have a chance, please leave a review for us wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you next time.